On this episode of Resi Week, Savant acquires RacePoint Energy, Nokia Smart Lighting, and reusable zip ties. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 286, Everyone Needs a Boombox. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Crestron. Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And this week, we're pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mr. John Clancy. He is the VP of Residential for Crestron. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. Hi, Matt. Thank you for being here. Then we have, we're, we're, we're doing a New York show today. We have Todd Puma. He's the president of the Source Home Theater. Mr. Puma, how are you, sir? Doing really well. Thank you for having me on, Matt. I really Thank appreciate it. How are you doing? I'm, doing, say, right? I'm doing good. I'm yeah, doing, doing very right. good. I'm right. doing good. Dude, my all accent right. is gone. I haven't been <laughs> in New York in years, and my wife's only comes out when she's mad at me or drinking coffee. Um, or the kids, definitely not me. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've lost my ability to kind of sound like I'm from sort of local ish. I'm done. Forget about it. Forget about it, man. Forget about it. Forget about it. All right, gentlemen, just before we jump into the stories of the day, John, I wanted you to just, uh, mention for a minute, this is the, the first time we've had someone from Crestron on since the announcement, what, two, two weeks ago that, that Randy is, is stepping down in the fall uh, what does that mean to to you personally? I know you've worked with Randy for years, um, as well as just just for the company. If if you can, for a quick sec. Sure. Um, look, I've known Randy close to thirty years. Uh, <laughs> um, I was an integrator. We were one of Crestron's largest residential dealers, and we battled for many many years. And that that battle eventually <laughs> led to me coming to work here. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I will say a couple of things. Look, I, I, t I think Tim Tim Albright's uh, article in in an Aviation talked about an instance he had, and, and Randy's focus on, you know, not letting anyone feel like they were left behind. Uh, I always thought we were special because we were their one of their largest residential dealers. But to read Tim's version of that, I mean, he reached out to everybody the same way, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I will say that you know, when you step back and look at integrators, right? They're we're really service companies, right? Yes, we sell and resell products made by Crestron and, and other manufacturers, right? But, but for the most part, what, what integrators are really selling are the services, right? The products don't put themselves in. Uh, they do need service and support. And I think that focus by Crestron was something that I was personally blown away with when I first started here. In the first two weeks of me coming to work here, I was invited to a meeting that's literally held in a conference room right, out, right across my office. Um, and it's held every Friday morning. Um, there are representatives there from engineering, from product management, from customer support, uh, from manufacturing, and I was invited because there was a case uh, uh, that came up over the last week. And this meeting is focused on looking at open cases. So it's run by our Tier 3 tech support we call ATSG. But Randy is the primary, I guess, visitor or guest at this meeting, right? This is to present all open cases to the president and CEO of Crestron, Right. And what are we doing about it, right? Is it a manufacturing issue? Is it, is it a design or engineering problem? Do we need to rewrite firmware? And to be honest, that was one of the most impressive things I had seen, in, you know, just coming to a big company like this and that focus towards 
you know, customer experience with our products. Um, you know, that, and that's that same meeting. Randy, John, I need you to call this dentist in Chicago. He's not having a great experience and figure out, work with, you know, ATSG to get this resolved. But, you know, I, that was something I've witnessed every week I've been here in the last five and a half years. And it's amazing. I, I mean, yeah. amazing to see at a company this size that he is involved like that. And so that's just one of the things that I was not just blown away with, but that was, you know, I'd say one of the things that I learned and will continue to focus on after Randy's, you know, retired. Mm -hmm. uh, at least, at least, at least the business unit that's under my purview is continuing that. That that is super important. That the end users who buy our products have the best possible experience, and when it comes to us, we'll respond and take care of them. And that's that's just, you know, I keep saying this to to, to a number of people around here that you know I've learned more in the last five years than I did in the first twenty five years of being in this business, just by you know absorbing and, and wa watching things like that around around my boss. Yeah, that's a that's a huge legacy to leave that that dedication to, to customer support. That's awesome. All right, gentlemen, let's kick this off uh, with a story that comes to us from CE Pro. Savant has officially acquired Race Point Energy and renamed it as Savant Power. Uh, if you don't know, uh, Race Point is kind of sort of a sister company. It was started by uh, Bob Madonna, who, who is now back running uh, as chairman and CEO of Savant after a brief break there. Read through the article. It, it covers a couple of cool things in Savant's powers approach to smart energy, etc. Todd, when when you see this, when you see uh, Savant acquiring this and and really pushing what RacePoint Energy can do and and the feature set it brings to that customer base, not that people didn't know RacePoint Energy or or Sonin or any of the other companies that are in this space, but Savant's a big name. And by putting that name power behind RacePoint Energy and, and now Savant Power, does that bring this, this power management, power storage conversation to the forefront of the integration world? Or are we still a, a ways off from that? Well, <clears throat> based on where Savant is going, many years ago, before the pandemic, I saw it at Cedia. And I watched about their power management with, I believe it was Troy was helping assist them at this point. Um, I forget their company's name, I apologize about that. But they were always ahead of the curve with mm -hmm. that end of things. They brought awareness to me. Um, I wasn't aware of uh, or requested ever to have anything be power managed in the home and to kind of work with the different storage and how the house is utilizing the power throughout different transformers and transistors, whatever it may be. And I'm thankful that they brought that to me, but the request has still not been brought to my table on utilizing this. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm in New York City, so you figure we're going to work with the one percenters and they're going to be requesting things based upon that, you know, probably a lot quicker than it would be out south at this point. With that being said, am I going to keep an eye on this? Absolutely. Is it going to be something that I believe we're going to be getting requested in the next three years or so? I would talk to John Clancy because whatever he says, that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> that's great. John, you and I were kind of talking about this a little bit ahead of the show. What What is it going to take for power management? And, and that's not the right term to be. We should be using power storage, microgridding, all of that, that really fun stuff. If you don't know what microgridding is, look it up. It's mind-blowing. Um, but what is it going to take for this to become even kind of a standard vertical 
within the residential integration space. Because there are really like Race Point's doing really cool stuff. Uh, Rosewater's doing cool stuff. Sonin's doing cool stuff. But it's still it's still such a niche market. What's it going to take for this to become uh, forefront? Well, you know, I I, uh, I think the, the company that Todd was referring to before is, uh, was Pantech or Adapt Energy, mm. right? Um, yes. And they do uh, some uh, some amazing things with, with our products and, and, and companies like Sonin and others, right? But I, I guess to your point, I, I, uh, I think that the unfortunate thing is I think that it, it's going to take some bad experiences for people to want to spend money in this in this way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where they lose power, can't get their generators, can't get fuel for generators, uh, whatever the problem is, I think would then potentially grow demand. Um, I think the other side of that is just the overall awareness. I don't think a lot of people even know that these are possible. I think they think backup generator, good enough. Um, do I really need to store power? Do I need multiple sources of power source uh, of, of, of just power generation on site, whether it's a uh, cogen or or wind or solar or all of the above? Um, I just I think it's a, it's a combination of just awareness and then. Even when there's awareness, does does the cost uh, is there value there, right? Um, and and getting that getting the end user to understand that that this is something that they really need. Is it something where, because again, we 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 just a couple months ago saw the the gas shortages in the southwest or sorry the southeast, uh, where like nothing was available and and there were power issues in general and there were storms and all you know all of those things combined. This can be at the forefront of that conversation, but my takeaway has always been it's there when it happens, but the second that the gas pumps turn back on, it's like, oh yeah, no biggie. We wouldn't have, we didn't have anywhere to go. <laughs> and again, I you know one of the things we pointed out earlier was you know most of our end users, right? This is one of multiple homes, right? They can always yeah. go someplace else, right? So that's that's one option. But but secondarily, and I hate to say it like that, but but it really comes down to, you know, the fact that that one instance in the southeast uh, um, uh, last month or the month before was due to, a, you know, a, a, a cyber attack, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that shut down a pipeline uh, that caused problems, right? I think we're just starting to see instances like that. So who knows what the future holds? So I do believe that, the, you know, that idea of cogen or having multiple power sources on your property uh, and being able to manage that nicely um, and being pre- be able to prepare for a, an, 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 an upcoming storm or, or a situation like that and store power and not have to worry about uh, fuel sources and things like that it, it does you know definitely make a lot of sense. Yeah, I agree there. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to our next story of the day. This comes to us from Residential Systems. Nokia and Smart Labs launch Nokia Smart Lighting. It's a uh, lighting device system that stays connected using dual mesh network for increased reliability. Um, I- I'm going to put a minor footnote before we get too far. I say dual mesh because that's what's in the article. It's not really mesh in the typical mesh terms that anyone has ever used mesh before. It's it's RF and some uh, power line technology is what they're using for their quote unquote dual mesh. Uh, just before you get too excited about, you know, mesh Wi-Fi and, you know, the normal things that mesh are using. John, let me let me start with you on this one. This is the the best baked smart home DIY lighting device platform I think I've ever seen. It looks the best. 
it seems to make the most sense in the way in which they're running it. It is traditional RF. Um, they're using power line, which is for light switch is not a bad idea. Um, they're not using Wi-Fi, which I love because I hate Wi-Fi for, for light switches, but it just looks really good. It won a red dot award in, in 2001 for, or sorry, 2021 for design. Like this looks like something that I would actually want to sell. What is it going to take for this type of product, which, you know, is designed for that DIY, that big box, you know, Amazon market, but I kind of want it. What's it going to take for this to, to sell? So I will agree that it's probably the nicest looking DIY light switch out there. Um, and the price point is, is spot on where it needs to be for that market. Right. Um, you know, I think DIY is, as, as again, you can go back and forth. Yes. There are people out there who will install a dozen of these in their home. Right. No, mm -hmm. no doubt. Right. But I think um, the biggest uh, challenge for a lot of these companies who start off focused purely on DIY is that they forget our channel, right? The yeah. custom integrator is generally the person uh, who's going to be called upon by a homeowner, someone building a home to put these in, right? Now, maybe an electrician, but, but for the most part, um, you know, you can't ignore the value of the integration channel. I mean, that's, that's really where this all starts. And I think, you know, just focusing just on DIY may just be a, you know a bit of a challenge for them to get some some traction with i do agree it's definitely the prettiest uh diy light switch i've seen and by far based on everything i've read uh it looks like a solid technology you know what i what i find interesting is um we, we've been talking with oro a little bit we had some of the the people from oro on uh, a couple of weeks ago and same thing they started diy and then they kind of pivoted and went to the ci channel and they're seeing that as their uh, their direct route to market that that makes an effective effective sense for them. Um, maybe we'll see that with with this. Todd, when when you see this, when you see especially the price point, like I think it starts at forty dollars a a dimmer or a switch. Uh, yeah, forty to sixty dollars US per device. That is vastly different than the lighting control you sell, the lighting control I sell. <laughs> is this? Does this have potential to be that product that gets lighting control into the mainstream beyond like Philips Hue? Does this have that potential? Yes, I think that's a that's a great question, Matt. And what it comes down to is everybody needs their boombox, right? Everybody starts somewhere and then they realize as they get older, they don't have the time to do what they necessarily need had to do when they were younger, right? When you're younger, you're you're just starting out getting an apartment, you want to have the coolest and latest things and also your pockets aren't ready for, you know, the great integration that Crestron, Lutron and other integrators, I mean, integration firms offer. So what this is going to do is build that awareness and it's going to help them to get in our pockets later on in the future, or possibly even better is have other gens get into this because what it comes down to is with our customers, they always say one thing is when they start as the younger youths is, Hey, I had Philips hue. I liked it, but it can't integrate everything. Mm -hmm. Same thing with HomeKit. I love HomeKit, but you know, when something doesn't work, then I feel like everything doesn't work. That's when it comes into the conversation that we have with them. And they're always going to need us. Everyone always needs a painter. Anyone could paint, but do they paint as clean as a professional? Anyone could put in a light switch, but do they really want to get zapped a thousand times to do it the right way? 
And the same thing goes for here. Thank you for building awareness to us. Thank you for setting up the bar for something prettier and a, a little bit, you know, more attractive. Because that's what Apple does. That's what Nest did. And other manufacturers, like even Eero at this point, has done for us is they brought the attractiveness into the marketplace and has helped us to have conversations on what we can offer and what our services can offer to custom tailor that suit to their bodies, mm -hmm. right? As they grow, we could bring out the suit. As they get skinnier and more muscular, we could bring in the suit. Whatever it may be is we're able to do that. These firms that are coming out now are just the beginning. It's just a starting point to bring them to Crush Drawn Home and to Lutron. Yeah. Is there, is there um, validity in this product being as Smart Labs is behind Insteon as well? Like this isn't, this isn't just a, an internet startup that went, hey, look, we can do a Wi-Fi light switch. Obviously it's not Wi-Fi, but it, does that, John, does that bring more validity to the product? Yeah, look, obviously they've already developed some integration. Uh, it's a name many people know. I believe their biggest uh, uh, channel is, is security, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Security vendors mostly sell Insteon products, right? Um, so, again, it's another avenue. But, I, I you know, again, I think uh, if they're hoping that just the DIY market is going to make this thing explode, I think it's really around whoever's installing it and supporting it, right? Or that's, mm -hmm. where, that's where I think Todd was leaning. Yeah, very good. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap this up with arguably the best story of the day. I am so excited for this. Uh, Mitchell was was questioning his validity of this story when he when he sent it to us, but I think the three of us agree this is by far the best story of the day. Uh, from CE Pro, the world's first releasable uh, zip tie that actually works. Um, I don't know how to say the name of this. Uh, Retzel, maybe? Retzi? Something, nothing. The New Yorkers are not helping me at all with this. Retief? Retief? Retief, maybe? Maybe? Something? I don't know. It's a cool zip tie. It is It is a really cool zip tie. Uh, like it. it is a patent, uh, I'm assuming patent-pending design that uh, was designed for the aerospace industry. Essentially, use your zip tie, give a little push on the lever, and it will automatically release... Todd, does this does this get you excited in ways cable management always dreamed it could? Well, you know, I have to say, when I saw the story, I actually got really excited. And I think most integrators would, because as John kind of touched it to earlier, as alluded to, is the scratches on your arms, your hands that get put into place. And also, you know what? If you want to add something in, what do you do? You got to cut up that beautiful design that you put together. It's like artwork. You sit there, you look at your artwork, you're like, wow, I did a great job. And then suddenly you're like, uh-oh, I forgot to put in a cable. Then clip, 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 clip. And what happens? It winds up looking like spaghetti. Then you got to start all over again. Yep. With this, unclip it like Velcro and just keep on going. Put in the wire and look at that. Boom, magic. So Customers magic. all excited with me. So why I not just use Velcro? We're not talking about Velcro here. We're, I, I, want, I want stability. I want to be, you know, This is a zip tie oh. conversation, Matt. Pay attention. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is real stuff here. Is, is that why you got the, the sleeves to hide the scars? That's why I you did. got the sleeves. I did. It makes I did. more sense you now. Know, it was embarrassing after a while. John wears a lot of dress shirts so he yeah. can cover his. Well, that's what I do too. I usually just, I roll them down. Yeah. I, I figured a way around it, you know? I like your thinking. John, the... <laughs> We're, we're kind of kidding, but at the same time, 
I'm kind of excited about this. The application for me is any place where I'm not going to cut that tail off that zip tie. Well, yeah, exactly. As long as you don't cut the end off and get those scars that, Scott, uh, that Todd was talking about, that's, that's number one. But but again, what project is ever done, especially these days, right? So <laughs> you, know, you, you want to be able to go back and upgrade your customers without having to tear everything apart. And yes, Velcro works, but you know that, that gets a little messy at times. So this mm-hmm. is like a really good solution. I am willing to bet that uh, law enforcement will not be using these uh, these types of <laughs> I'm sure we could petition a couple that this is safer and more humane. <laughs> uh, the, you know, it, again, we're kind of kidding, but this does look pretty amazing. I'm I'm kind of intrigued to to play with it. Uh, the person I'm I'm sure is not going to go for it is our friend Mosey, because he zips and pulls tight and he clips all that stuff. His stuff looks great. All right, gentlemen, let's wrap it there. Thank you both so much for joining us. Uh, Todd, if people want to connect with you, learn more about the source home theater, where can they do that? You can connect with me on Twitter at Todd Anthony Puma, or you can connect with me directly at Todd at the source home Thank you, sir. Mr. Clancy, thank you for joining us. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Crestron. Where can they do that? Uh, Jay Clancy at Crestron.com or easily found on LinkedIn. Excellent. Thank you both again for joining us. Uh, If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D. Scott and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week. 